Okay, let's begin Parshas Emor, Tavshin Ayin Ches, as we continue here in, uh, in Eretz Yisrael, still a week ahead of, uh, of the listeners in Chutz Laaretz, but as we say, the Torah is the Torah, and uh, we continue with Parshas Emor. We'll start off with a thought that we did uh, about a decade ago, but it's something that um, is worthwhile repeating, and maybe we'll add on a little bit to it. The Torah tells us the beginning of Parshas Emor, as we know, this Parsha, as we mentioned probably every year, this Parsha is about Kedusha. The whole Sefer, Vayikra, is about Kedusha, but to capture, even though Parsha's Kedoshim was last week, but Emor is really about Kedusha, because what's discussed? Kedusha's Hagavra, Kedusha's Hamakom, and Kedusha's Hazman. They're all discussed in Emor, starting off with all the halachas of Kohanim, Kedusha's Hagavra, and Kohen Gadol, moving over to some halachas of Beis HaMikdash and Karbanos, which is about Kedusha's Makom, all the halachas about Balmum, and finally, in Parachav Gimel, right, one of the major, Parachav uh, right, Gimel, the, one of the three major sections in the Torah that deal with Moadim, Kedusha's Hazman. As we know, Emar is the first in Vayikra, and Pinchas in Bamidbar, and Re'eh in Dvarim. So again, this parsha is really about uh, Kedusha. But we start off with Kedusha Zagavra, start talking to the to the Kohanim. Vayomar Hashem Moshe, Hashem says to Moshe, Emor el HaKohanim b'nei Aharon. Say to the Kohanim, the children of Aharon, we've discussed in the past, again, the double Lashon, Rashi already says, right, what alludes to it, if they are Kohanim, they are B'nai Aharon. If they're B'nai Aharon, they're Kohanim. What's the double Lashon? Rashi says maybe to exclude Chalalim, to include Bali Mumin. But either way, all the halachas about being a Kohen, Lenefesh Le'itabah Ma'amav, starting off with Tumas Kohanim. Rav Moshe Feinstein asks in the beginning of the Parsha, generally when you have a Tzivoy, it's with a Dibor, Vayidaber. We don't have Amira. Amira is a softer Lashon, as we know. Kotomar, Hagada, Amira, Dibor. Every time the Torah uses a certain verb, so it's meant to teach us something. So ask Rav Moshe why, when Hashem tells Moshe to tell the Kohanim, the mitzvos that apply to them, they're hardcore mitzvos. They're detailed. They're specifics. Why dafka alashon of amira and a double amira, as we know, emar Amarta as chazal darshin. As Ezra Moshe in source number one, hine biinyane halachos vidinim nomar b'torah beruba deruba belashon vayadaber levad b'mekomas muatim except for some very unusual circumstances. V'yapi Yoshua, and as the Gemara even darshins, Sefer Yoshua, one time Sefer Yoshua also has a Lashon of Ayadaber, because it's about a Torah law. Shebechol makom nomar lo belashon vayomer, kshenomar lo litin are miklot, as we know, the mitzvah that did not finish with Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu did all he could, he set aside the three are miklot on the east side of the Jordan, but he waited for Yeshua to finish the job, when you, the, the psukim and Yeshua talk about the, this mitzvah are ir miklot, and Hashem commands Yeshua to finish the job, it says vayidaber, even there in Navi, so why does it say Vayomer here? And is there any message, I might add, for us, who, many of us are not Kohanim, but we are Mamlech's Kohanim, the Gai Kadosh. So is there a message that applies to the Kohanim in context, but maybe could apply to us out of context. Venera says, Ramosha, a thought that he, this is one of, seems to be one of his pet themes that he talks about many times in his svarim. Uh, it's an attitude. It's about an attitude towards mitzvos. Venera says, Ramosha, she'ikar inyan kahuna v'ktushasam. What's the ikar message, the ikar job and function of Kohanim who k'day shehem yu ha'am? They're supposed to be the teachers. They're supposed to be the leaders, the role models. 
Kemosha Amr Moshe, Bibir Chaso. Like Moshe says in Zosa Bracha, Yoru Mishpatech Yako Vesoras Chali Yisrael. He says to Shevet Levi. By Maeser Sheni, what does it say? You're going to go to Yerushalayim? You're going to see the Kohanim? You're going to be inspired. You're going to be awed. That's why he quotes the Tosfos in Baba Basra. But the Iker is the Kohanim, as he said. So when you're telling teachers what to do, what type of Lashen do we say? Do we speak forcefully? What type of message do we want them to give to their students? How could the teacher be the best teacher if the teacher comes into class every day and says, I hate my job. I hate this. I'm doing it to make a living. This is what I have to do. What kind of message does that say to the students? I never want to be a teacher. I never want to be involved in what he's involved in. It's so hard. It's so difficult. It doesn't pay well. Even though it's not so easy to always be on a higher level, to be held to a higher standard. That's why they have extra halachos. Hanem marim b'parsha. V'shetzorach liyozer harbe b'achilosov. What I eat and how I act and where I go and who I marry. The Torah says, Amra Torah kan b'loshen v'yomer shaloshen noach v'kal. You know what the Kohanim should look at when they look at themselves and see that they're held to a higher standard? It's amazing. It's great. What a privilege. What a chance that Hashem is giving me. I get to have more mitzvos and more ruchnius and more focus on 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 uh, less on other things that other people can be involved in. But this is what I get to have. Amazing. How many times those Yisraelim among us do we learn mishnayos with our children? Maybe especially Maseches Yoma. I want to be a kohen, right? I want to be the kohen gadol. And yet we all have jobs. But the Kohen himself has to recognize what a schus it is. What a privilege. It should be like, it's so easy. And maybe that's the deeper idea of the Pasuk, the Chazal Darshan. What is Hashem asking from you already? What? That's a little thing? You're at Milsa's Adrasi? It's so little? Yeah, for Moshe Rabbeinu it was little. What, but the Torah is talking to us. It should, the attitude that we should try to have, to reach for, is not, as they say in Yiddish, I don't know too much Yiddish, but, you know, it should be, what is chus it is. What is chus to be is David Hashem. Edward Moshe talks about this all the time. Top left, and that's why Dafka to the Kohanim, the teachers, Emar, Lushen's soft Lushen. It should be soft for you, it should be easy for you. It shouldn't be this old, this burden, this sivoy, this vayadaber. It should feel like a vayomer. It should feel like soft. And so too, anyone who is involved in education and teaching. It's not so easy. Right? It's not so easy. There can be many challenges. Maybe it's less, um, you know, it's uh, less lucrative as maybe somebody with the brains who could be a big Rosh Hashiva could have, could have been a great lawyer, could have been a doctor, could have been a businessman, could have made more, could have gotten more COVID, could have gotten more of this. And they're busy, you know, being in a place, somebody's teaching, and maybe the students don't want to be there, and it's hard, and it's the headaches. They have to say, I'm doing God's work. What is Hashem described as? We say it every morning. I'm Alame Torah, Lamo Yisrael. I teach Torah. Teach Torah. doesn't matter whether it's a second grader, or it's high school, or it's yeshiva. That applies to every teacher. It says, Moshe, oh, okay, this, this Torah doesn't apply to me. I'm just a parent. 
I'm not a teacher. I'm not a Rebbe. No, no, no. Every, every parent, every parent plays this role also as a teacher. And if, and if not even for our, for the other children in shul and for everyone around me, I am teaching through my actions, right? My neighbor, I'm teaching through, does my neighbor see it's so hard for me? Or it's challenging sometimes to get up early in the morning and it's still dark outside to get to the shir before the, before chakras. It, but, but I, this is something I know I want to do. And it's something that I look forward to doing. I realize what I'm doing. If you don't enjoy it, if you don't see the value in it, maybe it's better for you not to be in it, says Ramosha. Sharp words. But in the very next paragraph, Ramosha says the same exact idea by the double washing of Emar Elakonim Bidaron Viamarta. Right? It can't just be that um, you command, but it has to be with a love. It has to be when they hear, like on line 20. If they realize, it's amazing. Right? If somebody looks at their father and it's, it's so hard for them. Oh, I'm not on his level. But if it's great and amazing and they see the Hislavos and the excitement, so then Be'ez Hashem, with a lot of Siyat HaDashmaya still, it uh, will be passed down to the next generation. That starts us off and we continue with someone from the same generation. The same um, Gdolim from the same time. We move over to Rabbi Yaakov. All right, very close. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, on of the Halacha at the beginning of the... So Ramosha we mentioned 10 years ago. I don't think we ever mentioned this Rabbi Yaakov. Beginning of the parsha, as we know, the halacha of Tumas Kohenim. A Kohen is not allowed to become Tameh for anyone other than his seven relatives. A Kohen Gadol can't even become Tameh for his seven relatives, except for a Mes Mitzvah. Uh, but the Kohen, as the Pasuk tells us, only, right, mother, father, brother, sister, son, daughter, and spouse. Those are the only, those are the only ones. Rabbi Yaakov quotes a Medrash. Rabbi Yaakov quotes a Medrash that discusses, as it says, La'aviv uli'imo, the Medrash says, we're not going to read the whole Medrash, he quotes it from the, the Ebenezer also, he quotes it from the Torah's Kohanim, that the Medrash tells us on line 12, The Medrash gives the impression that not only could a Kohen be Matami for his mother, who's Vadai his mother, you know a child comes from his mother because the child comes from his mother physically, even a father who, we're not 100% sure, how do you know this is the father? We assume... But even the father you can be matami for. Even the father. Rabbi Yaakov wonders, what's the message of this medrash? What's the message? In all areas of halacha, we have a halacha that you rely on the chazaka. You rely on the assumption. If there's a husband and wife and there's a child, this child is from the father. If they ask any questions. Right, so the... Right? You don't need Adem. Like there were Adem in the birthing room. You know the child came from the mother. You know that's a vada. Okay. But even the father, Esr of Yaakov, on the front, top left, Why would we think otherwise? And he thinks, he, even, in, even in a Miman of Shach, if it's not the father, then he's not a Kohen, and he's allowed to become Tame. And if it's the father, he's allowed to become Tame. It's a Miman of Shach. So there has to be something deeper about the, about the Medrash here. V'tzarech Lomar. Says Rabbi Yaakov, and then he relates it to a topic that he discusses elsewhere. We've discussed it, but never in this context. Fascinating application. The Tzarek Lomar says something that the Sefer Chinuch alludes to also on this Pasuk. 
We always rely on Chazaka. We assume this is a married woman and a, and a child. Regarding Tumah also, we rely that you could, they could become tummy for these parents. Without the Miman of Shach. If he's a Kohen, if he's not the father, he can still become tummy because he's not a Kohen. No. Ella, what's the message here? The Torah here is going into the psyche of a person. Shekasha Allah mibalila hita mostly krovav. Ela. It's very, it would be very hard, and it's impossible, very hard for a Kohen Gadol, but it would be very hard for someone not to be able to go to the Leviah of their parents. Brothers and sisters, children. Even if he's a Kohen, the Torah acknowledges that. The Torah goes as, he doesn't quote the words here, I don't think, but the Sefer Chinuch says the same idea, Duracha Darchinoam. The Torah's ways are sweet. Venimsa, the Torah acknowledges the human side. Because the Torah was written for humans. Right? What did Moshe Rabbeinu say to the Malachim? It's not for you. It's not for you, Malachim, Moshe Rabbeinu said. So the hergish here is that he should be able to become Tameh. The hergish, the feeling, says Rabbi Yaakov, and that could identify with the certainty, with the with the emes, because a person can know their father and can feel for their father. Generally, the Torah has objective truth. Here, you could go by his feelings. Maybe that's the emphasis. Not only the mother, but also the father, because we acknowledge. Maybe that's the message of the halacha. We acknowledge feelings, emotions, and therefore that is why we allow. Again, this is not to say that sometimes halacha demands things that are beyond, you know, natural emotions. In extreme cases, if somebody Rahman al dies two hours before Yantif and they're buried and they have five minutes of Shiva and then there's a mitzvah of Simchas Yantif, that's impossible. But the Torah, that's the system. The Torah can't demand opposite feelings. Avelos and Yantif, so one has to win out. But in general, the system. In general, the system is, as we've quoted many times in the past, many examples in the Rishonim and the Achronim of Durachar Darchenoam. And that's what he says. Since the Torah allows it, the Torah allows it, that's a reflection that the Torah recognizes the deep feelings of a person. Anusha Torah, O Yotanachan Chazal, Tolu Avilas Berikshi Ha'adam. A lot of it is connected. And he says, you see this even in the process. Why is there something in Avilas called Shiva, Shloshim, Yudbeis Chodesh? What is that? That's acknowledging realities. Or what should be realities. The Torah helping us along. Right? The idea that when, by Shiva, when it might be in other cultures, you know, the, the family is alone. Left alone. Somebody once told me a story that they got on the bus and they heard two other high school kids sitting next to them on the bus and talking to each other. And they were each talking about the kid that was sitting three rows behind them that had just uh, suffered a loss. Somebody in their family had died. And they were both very uncomfortable because they haven't seen him since. They don't know what to talk about. They don't know what to do. And it's and this, this friend of mine was saying, like, we have something called Shiva. We have something called Yudafka go. And it's not uncomfortable. Because you get over and that's and that's part of the cathartic process. And that's part of, of coming out. Because the Torah goes with this, the Adam. It goes with the Hergesha Adam. 
And then Rabbi Yaakov continues to generalize it. And he gives pshat that I don't think we mentioned before. Ubiyarin is on the next page. He says, Shat Torah. He just mentioned that the Torah goes with the emotions of a person. Now he's generalizing it to not only the emotions, but the Torah is connected to and goes with the seichel, the intellect of a person. Shat Torah mischasheves im seichel anoshi afapisheheinu emes la'amita. Even though not might not be ultimate truth. Now he's getting into the sugya, as we know of, elu ve'elu, divriyelukim chayim, different levels of truth. Rabbi Yaakov is acknowledging that there are, as he says elsewhere, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein writes this in the Hagdama Tigris Moshe, different levels of truth. There might be an MS in Shamayim, MS la Amita, ultimate truth, but that's not what Hashem wants us to run the world with. We don't learn halachas from Baskols, right? MS la Hora'a, MS, human MS, MS that relates to the Seichel Ha'adam, similar to here where the Torah relates to the Hergish Adam. And of course he quotes the Gemara in Erevin. Yotza Baskol Ta'alacha Kebeisilel Bechol Makom As we know, the Baskol went out in Erevin Dafyud Gimel Amabez where there was a Machloket Beishamah and Beisilel for three years and the uh, Baskol went out that Halacha is like Beisilel. Ready quotes the Gemara Yotza Baskol Ta'alacha Kebeisilel Bechol Makom Ulachar Baskol Shuvein Lassos Kedivir Beishamah Tosfus there asks Tosfus in Bamatziah also on Dafyud Tess Tosfus says One second Tosa says, why do we go by this Baskol? Again, this is all leading up to his thought. Why do we follow the Baskol that we go like Beishamai? Beishil all over Beishamai, but we don't follow the Baskol of Lobashamayimi. In the Sugi Meseches Lomatziah. Do you follow a Baskol or do you not follow a Baskol? A heavenly voice. What is Tosa's answer? A number of answers given in the Rishon. And what is Tosa's answer? Line 17. Tahasam Haisa Kenegat Arabim. If it's a Baskol against the majority, you don't listen to the Baskol. That was a Bamatziah. The majority was against Rabbi Eliezer. Here, Basil is the majority. That's why you follow the Baskol that goes like the majority. Great. That's the Tosfus. There's such an obvious question on this Tosfus. One second. You follow a Baskol with, with, uh, if it goes like the majority. What do you need the Baskol for then? <laughs> you follow Baskol only if it's like the, so you don't need the Baskol. There's a Pasig in Chumish. Achrei Rabbim Lahatos. And that's what they would have done, right? They followed the halacha. Ask Rabbi Yaakov, but the very Mitzrichin biur, the inema shahayadin muchlat, the behechlet dacharam lahatos af neged harifi. Again, lamalei baskol. Why need the baskol for? You follow the majority. Says Rabbi Yaakov, no, no, no. I have to look closely at the Gemara. Beishilah was the majority, but Beishamai were sharper. They were smarter. So, what was the root of this machlokas? Beishamai and Beishilah. And it says they argued for three years. What, they had the same argument? This was a fundamental approach argument. Bishamai says you go by the smarter ones, the more, the sharper ones. Why? Because the ultimate is ultimate truth. Shamimus. And if, and if, this is an amazing line. And if we knew from heaven what the truth was, then you'd follow it. That's Bishamai Shita. Always try to get to the ultimate truth. Basil says, no. You go by truth that's figured out by most of the Rabbanim. Is that not like the ones that are sharper? Okay, but there's a din in the Torah. You follow the majority. And even if we're off from what's called MS Shamaimis, that's okay. So what did Hashem do? He sent a Baskol. What was the Baskol for, says Rabbi Yaakov? Basil would go like Basil. The Baskol was to show that even Lashitas Beshamai 
Telling Beishamai, Beishamai, Beishillel is correct here. Halachah Beishillel, meaning, because you say, if you knew from heaven, this is a heavenly voice. We're telling you, we're telling you that it's not about the MS up here. Follow Beis Hillel. Follow the majority. Because the Torah goes with the Seichel HaAdam, as we, we know. Line 20 on the left side. Beishamai would say, you always should follow Abaskol. Abaskol is obviously ultimate truth. Once the Bosco came out, then everybody has to say, okay, that's what you do. Either we pass like Basil because the halacha like the majority, or if you want to say you go by the heavenly truth, this is the heavenly truth. Because this is what the Bosco, this is what the Bosco said. Fascinating, but again, the same idea as Tomas Kohanim goes with the Hergesha Adam. And in general, Torah goes with Seichal Adam. And he connects it even Lashitaso. Maybe this connects to the Machlokas, the much discussed Machlokas, Beisham Beisilel and Ksubis, Ketzim Rachtim Lofnei Kala. What do you say? Right, we sing Beisilel. Kala Noah Vachasuda. Be beautiful. Right, and Beisham says you got to say the truth because he's ultimate. He's focused on ultimate truth. Ultimate truth. And maybe that connects to, again, he doesn't quote it, all the Shammai stories about the Ger that wanted to convert on one foot and the Ger who wanted to, I'm the Kohen Gadol, and all of those, because that was Shammai. That was his Midah. And maybe, go to the end, in the Sifrit Kabbalah, again, it's nowhere in Shas, the Sifrit Kabbalah that talk about that Allah said, Lavo, maybe we'll pass like by Shammai, because maybe then it'll be about ultimate truth. But this is all Rabbi Yaakov, starting with Tumas, starting with Tumas Cohen. Okay. Moving right along, we've had some major thoughts. It's time for a story. Time for a story. A story about Shabbos. Now we're going into what we'll spend the rest of the year on, and that is the Parshas HaMoadim, Perak Chav Gimel. Perak Chav Gimel here, as we know, Perak Chav Gimel, and again, this is discussed by the Rishonim already a little bit. Perak Chav Gimel does, has, has a double start. Has a double start. It starts, and then it starts again. Right, the Torah tells us, Vaydabar Hashem HaMoshe Limar, Perak Chav Gimel. These are the Moadim. These are the Moadim. What's the first Moad? Six days you shall do, work shall be done. And on day seven it's Shabbos Shabbason. Right? Shabbos is called Shabbos Shabbason. Not just Yom Kippur. Shabbos is also called Shabbos Shabbason. Do not do any work. So we talk about Shabbos. And then, again, you get into Pesach. So again, this is not our topic now, but it's as if, is Shabbos a Moed or is Shabbos not a Moed? It's as if the Torah wants to include it, but not completely. It is in the source, right? What does it say? This is the source of all Moadim, as we know. We say in, in uh, Kiddush, that's, this is Yom Tehila. This is the source of it all. So it's part of the Moadim, but it's not. So we'll put it in after the introduction, but then we'll do another introduction to separate it. Just the Torah Shebuchsav gives off such a message here about Shabbos being part. Shabbos, we wouldn't call Shabbos a Moed, but if we say a Moed is about the times, so maybe maybe this is even why Rai chose to put Masechah Shabbos first in Seder Moed. In Seder Moed. I think we've also touched on in the in the past the fact that Seder Moed 
is Lashon Yachid, while all the other Sidarim are Lashon Rabin. Fascinating Zahara. Zraim, Moed, Nashim, Nazikin, Kachim, Taras. Why isn't it Zraim, Moadim, Nashim, Nazikin, Kachim, Taras? Or Zera, Moed, Isha, Nezek, Kodesh, Tahor. You ought to do it in singular. We could, we could, we could say this, uh, this Sidarim a thousand times until we can't, oh, whoa, why is that singular? So the Sif Sechacham and Megillah to get the Kasha. Maybe the point is, cause all Moadim are with one theme. A theme of Moed, a theme of meeting Hashem, a time of meeting Hashem. And that's why Shabbos is, that's also, that also is, even though it's different. That's why Shabbos is here. Okay. But anyway, a story about Shabbos. Story about Shabbos, source number four in the Penine HaTorah. What is Shabbos called? Shabbos Hilashem. Hashem. The whole creation is Hashem's. Why Dafka is it say Shabbos is Hashem's? Everything's Hashem. This chair is Hashem's. Everything's Hashem's. Why Dafka is it Shabbos Hashem? Chafetz Chaim. A lot of great Chafetz Chaim stories about Shabbos. Here's one. So, during the time of the Chafetz Chaim, Shabbos Mano Chai Ashir Gadol. Very rich man, Ukfi Godol Ashroma Mono. Even though he was very rich, he always had somebody sick in his house. It's always somebody sick, somebody ill. This Jew was very far from Torah and mitzvos. He was a big businessman. Right, and it was just a weekday. A weekday was like Shabbos. So he was very rich. He was not a Shomer Shabbos. And he always had sick in his house. One time, this man, one time he met a great merchant who was a Yerei Shammai. He started complaining, all my money is not worth it. Right, if somebody is in pain, if somebody has, has Tsaris, somebody has Choli, not. says the merchant, why don't you go to see the Chavetz Chaim? Why don't you go see him? Go ask for a bracha. So he said, oh, come on. What is he, a malach? He's an angel, he could change teva. What do you think? There are many stories about that. Just go, just go, just go. Fine, I'll go. Fine, I'll go. Fine, I'll go. When he went into the Chavetz Chaim's house, he started crying and crying and told him about the Yisurim and the Machlos. But instead, Classic. Chavetz Chaim takes the man's hand, more than one story like this. He said... Shabbos is the Makar Habracha. If Berton Habracha, Tatchil Lushmar Shabbos. Vaz Habracha Tavo Meilel. That's it. We say it. Kihi Makar Habracha. The Ashir says, Adoni Araf. V'chisavar Atashi Acholani B'Kalut Lushmar Shabbos. You think, ah, you know how many factories I have? You know how much business I do? You want me to turn off my phone for 25 hours? Impossible. Chavaz Chaim just took his hand, kept taking his hand. Likra Shabbos l'chuvenelcha, kihi mekar habracha. 
For Amarti Lacha, I said Shabbos is the source. Rak Bracha. Tishbarat Shabbos. Hashilo Yadaz Nafsho, he didn't know what to do. And finally, after a few minutes, he says, you know what? Chashavti Beregazal Pitaron Nifla. I have a Pitaron, I have a, I have a solution. Bok Esrim Yom, in about 20 days, the fiscal year is going to be finished. You know what? Maybe then. Okay, maybe at the end of the year, I'll be Mesakeim, I'll close up everything, I'll be able to, to end properly. And you know what? For the next 20 days, next three weeks, I'll do it. But right after that, I'll start being Shomer Shabbos. When the Chavetz Chaim heard that, he started crying. You think Shabbos is mine? Please let me do this for three weeks. Shabbos is not mine, said the Chavetz Chaim. If it was mine, I'd gladly let you do it. I'll give you flexibility. But Shabbos is Hashem's. Shabbos, what does it say in our Pasik? Shabbos he Lashem. It doesn't belong to me or you. Shabbos he Kadosh Baruch Hu Borei Kol Olamos Eichuchal Lahaiz Larshos Lachal Lachal Shalosh Shabbosos. Last year was very mitragesh from the words of the Chavetz Chaim, and from that day on he accepted. And obviously you could guess the end of the story. There was a Rafu Shalema and Shabbos saved the day. Kihi Mikor Habrach. Okay. Continuing along the lines in the Parsha Samoadim. Let's go to Chav Gimel, Yud Gimel. Chav Gimel, Yud Gimel. We have here the Tnufa. Tnufa Saomer. We're in Sphira Saomer. Tnufa Saomer. What happens when you come to Eretz Yisrael, Asher Anino Seinlachem, Ketartem is Ketira, you cut the new grain, as we know. Vavesim is Omer, Reishas Ketirachem al HaKohen. You bring the carbon to Omer. As we know, the carbon Omer is brought from the new barley on the second day of Pesach. And once the second day of Pesach, once it is... Uh, brought, so then the Chadash becomes Yashan, and it is Mutter. Everything that has taken root since last Pesach, I can now partake in and eat after the Karban Omer is brought, and uh, after that it's after the day of the Karban Omer, but that's what's done. As we know, if it's Omer, Great. In this, in this uh, Parsha, we have Where's the, the Pasuk that I want, the word I want to focus on? In you can't eat anything new until that day. In all of your lands. Rashi quotes, what is this, these two words teaching us? Says Rashi, Our great Tanoim had a machlokas. What is Bechol Moshe Vosechem teaching us? Yeshalom de Mikan Shachadosh Noi Bechutz Laaretz. Some learn from here that Chadosh applies even in Chutz Laaretz. And that, by the way, as we know, is what we paskin. And the big mystery, right, as we know, of a couple hundred years, why many Jews were not Machpun on Chadosh. The Bach has a heter, the, the, the story about the Baal Shem Tov, that he wanted to aser it, that the Bach came to him in a dream and said, you can't aser it. I was Malamit Tzchus on Yisrael. But, you know, more and more, Baruch Hashem, we're able to be makbid more and more on the halachas of Chadash. But some say that in all your Moshe Vosechem is teaching you, in all the world. This is not one of the Mitzvot HaTuliyah's Baruch. It applies in Chutz Laaretz as well. The Yesh Omrim and others say, 
Lo it's to teach me shalom itstabu alachadash elola achar Yerushav Yeshiva. When you are in the places that you're supposed to live, the halachas of Chadash only start 14 years after B'nai Yisrael go into Eretz Yisrael. So two days in the Gemara. You know, what does B'cham Moshe Hosechem teach me? Quoting from the Gemara Meseches Kedushin. Is it to teach me that even in Chutzlar is this halacha of Chadash? Or in all of your places where you live, only after 14 years where all the Shvatim were in their rightful, in their rightful place. That's the Machlokas, that's the, that's in the, in the Gemara. The Gemara in Kiddushin, the Gemara in Kiddushin, look in Surah number 6 now, the Gur Arye, the Maharal, quotes the Gemara in Kiddushin. The Gemara says, Maksha, Ali Bahachman Da'amar, according to the one who says that the, Halachas of Chadash only started 14 years later. So why does it emphasize in the Pesukim in Sefer Yehoshua that they ate from the new grain the day after Pesach? The day after? What do you mean? They could have eaten it the whole time. You know, after all, the Halachas don't start for another 14 years. What is the Gemara answer? They could have. The Pazik doesn't mean they couldn't, it just means they didn't. The Pazik is just telling me when the man was finished. No, they could have eaten it past. The Pazik is not telling you a halacha, just a reality. They could have eaten it. They said the man lasted, right? When was the last time the man fell? The day Moshe Rabbeinu died, Zion Adar. So the man lasted for more than a month, right? Zion Adar until Tesvav Nisan. Right, that's how much the, usually the man rotted overnight, they were lasted for more than a month. Good. That's the Gemara. This is all built up to the Yisod. It's really a line in Tosfus, but the Maharal expands on it. But it's an amazing line in Tosfus. Tosfus says, let me ask a question on the other, I gave you the Tosfus in source number seven. I'm going to ask a question on the other Manta Amar. According to the one that says that Chadash started right away. Right away. What does the Pasik say? When did they eat? Mimachras ha-Pesach. What does the word Pesach mean? We know, look in the Torah, look in our Parsha. Pesach means Erev Pesach. The holiday, the seven-day holiday in the Torah is called Chagamatzos. Pesach is the day of the shechting of the carbon Pesach. Pesach Lashem, right? What, what, do we, what do we have right at the beginning of Perach of Gimel? Right, this week, we have Pesach Sheni. When's Pesach Sheni? The 14th of the year. It's a month after Erev Pesach. So when did they eat Mimachres? What does Mimachres Pesach mean? The first day of Pesach. What we call Pesach. So if it's true that the Isra of Chadash already started then, then how'd they eat? It was a day too early. So the Gemara asks the Kasha on one opinion. Tosva says, I'm asking you a question on the other opinion. If you say the Isra started right away, so then how could they eat Mimachras of Pesach is the first day of Pesach? They could only eat Chadash from the second day of Pesach, asks Tosfus. Tosfus gives two answers. We're going to focus on the second one. You have it there. You can look in the, in the, in the Tosfus, the third to last line, or you can look in the Maharal, right on line 14. The Tirates read, Afagav de Baloshin ha Torah nomar Mimachras ha Pesach, al Yom Tezvav, Bebresh ha Torah kara la Pesach, li Yom Yudalit al Shem Shridas ha Pesach, the Gemara sometimes says, don't compare Lashon B'nai Adam to Lashon Torah. Tosas comes along and is Machadesh. 
don't compare even Lashon Torah and Lashon Nevi'im. Wow. Even though we know there are three categories, Torah, Nevi'im, and Suvim. And we know Torah is Torah, Moshe, and we know there are differences between them, and there's more Kedusha, we know that. But sometimes the Gemara has a Gzair Shava between Torah and a Navi, different Kabbalah. Says Tosis, no. Lishna de Torah lachud, Lishna de Vim lachud. And even if in the Torah, Pesach means Erev Pesach, in the Navi, Pesach could mean the first day of Pesach. And Mimachras a Pesach could mean the second day of Pesach. That's the Tosvos. De Baal Malar the Pesach Aviyom Tesvav. Vlashen Torah lachud, Vlashen Nevi'im lachud, Vlashen Chachamim lachud, Vlashen Bnei Adam lachud. You get four categories of speech. Maybe, maybe Suvim too. Right? There's a, oh, there's a Maritz Chayis, I think, somewhere, that says that Divrei Hayamim is different. I don't know if that's in a separate category also. Divrei Hayamim. Okay. But either way, Vlashen Torah, Vlashen Nevi'im. The Maharal says, you don't even have to go that far. That you have to say Torah speaks differently than Nevi'im? Says the Gur Arye on the left side, answering Tosfas in a more simple way, you might say. No! Yudal is Pesach! Don't change that! That's very difficult to suggest. And maybe that's why Rabino Tam in that Tosfas gives a different answer. Says the Maharal, Pesach is really a process. It starts with the Shechita, and it continues to the eating. The shechita happens on the 14th. The eating happens on the 15th. So when it says mimachras Pesach, is that referring to mimachras the beginning of the process? Or mimachras the end of the process? That's the difference. In the Torah, it's referring to mimachras the beginning of the process. Mimachras a Pesach, what's it talking about in the, in the Torah? When it talks about Pesach, it's talking about the Shechita, the beginning of the process. So when it says Mimachras, that's what it means. But in Navi, what's it referring to? The Mon lasted all the way until, so it's trying to say something after. The Mon lasted all the way until, so the end of the process. The end of the process, Pesach there means Achilas Pesach. So Mimachras Pesach is the fifth, is the sixteenth. Says the Maharal. So Pesach means the same thing. It's a process. The process of Pesach. Right, Because it says they went out of Mitzrayim on Mimachras Pesach. That's referring to Mimachras when they started the process. Okay, and then he continues a little more. But that's the Maharal. Gemara, Tosvos, and the Maharal giving us an insight, but Torah and Nevi'im, uh, you don't have to say they're fundamentally different. Okay. One more thought about Inyanim of Omer. And that is a simple question asked by Rav Chaim Kinevsky. Right, we have to have something about Svirasa Omer. It's that time of year, and it's the Parsha. And it's the Parsha. So much to talk about by Svirasa Omer. Sefer Achinuch and Shechianu, so many things to talk about. And we're just talking about one little prat that is not asked by many. We count, as we know, based on the concept of Tzmimos, we count at the beginning of the day, the halachic day, which is the nighttime. Right, because you want to have Tzmimos. So whatever, the, it's the third night, so you count tonight, at the beginning of the third night, you count tonight, it's the third night of the Omer. And what happens if one forgets and it's the morning? So because you don't have tamimos, you can't make a bracha. We count to keep it going, but you don't make a bracha on that. So when it comes to each day, we count at the beginning of the day. 
Asr of Chaim Kenievsky, there's a mitzvah as we know to, we, as we know to count both. Right? The Gemara says in Menachis, mitzvah l'mimne yomei, mitzvah l'mimne shvuei. We pass in both. Why by days do we count at the beginning of the day? Why by weeks we count at the end of the weeks? Right? We only count when a week is completed. We count at the beginning of the day. We don't count at the end of the day. Today was day one, towards the end. Right? But we should count by mincha. By mincha every day, right? Right? The week we should count, the first night we should count. Today is the first day and the beginning of the first week. And then at the, today is the eighth day, which is the beginning of the eighth day and the beginning of the second week. Right? Or the, the, the second week, right? But why? We count at the end of the weeks. At the beginning of the days. Nishalti, asked the time of the crow of Chaim Kanievsky. Lama besviras ayamim, sofrim betchilas ayam. Hayom yom echad, mishum tmimos. Ubishvua sofrim besofa shavua. Vahavi the list bar betchilas ashavua. Hayom yom echad beshavua harishon. It's the first day of the first week. Kemochain beyom ches. Havi the list bar. Hayom shmona yomim. Shim shavua echad. The yom rishon shavua hasheni. Yom sheni beshavua hasheni. Yom shlishi beshavua hasheni. We don't do that. So he doesn't give a reason, but he says it's hinted to in the Torah itself. Meaning the why. This is not a why. It's a what. Where does it come from? It comes from the following. It says the word sphere at a count before it says the days. Count at the beginning of the day. What does it say in Re'eh? Shiva Shavuos. Tisparlach. Svira after the weeks. Hasvira besof kishetagia hashavua tispar shenishlam hashavua. So it's alluded to. Why that should be, that's a good question too. Right? Again, not for now, more for Olam Deshir, right? The, the, the counting of weeks and days. There's even one of the Rishonim, we don't paskin like Rabbeinu Yeruchim, who says there's two different mitzvahs. There's mitzvah to count days, mitzvah to count weeks. And Bizman Hazen, Rabbeinu Yeruchim says, the mitzvah to count days is Daraisa. Mitzvah to count weeks is Durabanan. In the Torah, the Mitzvah to count days is not dependent on the Omer. The Mitzvah to count weeks is totally on the Karbana Omer, which you don't have as Manazet. So even though Tosa says it's Durabanan always, and the Rambam says it's Daraisa always, Rabbi Yerucham is Machalik between days and weeks. So again, there's something to do, there's something different between the days and the weeks, but even alluded to in the Psukim, and that is why we count one at the beginning and one at the end. Okay, moving right along. Again, a thought that we should probably review every year. We mentioned it a number of years ago, but uh, I thought I mentioned it again because it's so crucial. And that is the Ramban. Again, there are a number of Rambans on Parsha's Emor that are defining, right? There's a Ramban on Melechah Sochel Nefesh, which is a very important Ramban. But uh, we'll review the Ramban on Shabbason. The Ramban on Shabbason. What is that? That's Pazach Havdalet. Chav Gimel Chav 23, 24. What does the Ramban say? There the context is, on Rosh Hashanah, Bechodesh Ashvi Bechalachodesh, Yelacham Shabbason. What is the word Shabbason? It shall be for you a day of Shabbason, a day of rest. We know that is a mitzvah saseh. Right? Shabbos is not just a losa saseh, it's also an aseh. Yantiv is not just a losa saseh, it's also an aseh. What is it? Says the Ramban, source 9. And the Ramban doesn't say this by many of his pshatim. At the end of his pshat, he says, Vezeh pirish tovi Gives himself a pat on the back. This is, this is, this is something special. This is, uh, sometimes some Svarim say, the kafter v'aferach. Or the, the Meshachachma would say, the borer. Right, uh, but either way, the Ramban says, tovi yafet. So what's he talking about? 
So what does it mean? Shabbaton shiayom shvisa lanuachbo. It should be a day of shvisa, a day of cessation, stoppage, lanuachbo, to rest on. If I do malacha on Yantif or on Shabbos, I violate a lo say. Well, Shabbos, it's Misa. On Yantif, it's a lav. And then I say, Vashobis v'mekayim asay. V'yaldai tamukshu mo'adus kulam zulazu. All the mo'adus are connected to each other. It doesn't say Shabbaston on Pesach or Shavuos, but we connect to all the mo'adim. What is the message? U'b'mechilta ra'isi b'parsha z'achodesh. He quotes a mechilta that he saw. What does it mean, guard, watch over Shabbos? It already says, don't do malacha. I would only know things that are mishum malacha are included. How do I know things that are included? Even mishum shvus. That passage teaches me even things that are shvus. Shvus is usually understood. That's the code word that we use for Yisuri Durabanan on Shabbos. And yet here, ask the Ramban, sounds like you're learning out something from a Pasuk. Sounds like it's a mitzvah from the Torah here. Shvus? Shvus to Shvus. We know the, we know the lingo. Right? So what do you mean Shvus learned out from a Pasuk? Then he continues. Yochol af mishum Shvus. You might think even Cholomoed has this time. No, Shabbaton is only on day one, on day seven. So, Lonis Barley, what exactly is this? Is this a Darais? Is this a Rabbanan? Is this Usr? There's only certain Malachos. So, what is it? Says the Ramban, it's not Usr, Losa, say, Midaraisa. Shvus is come from the word Shabbason. What is that? Venerally, line 13. The Ramban says, on Shabbos and Yontif, there are actions included in the day that are forbidden beyond the 39 categories of Malach on Shabbos and beyond the less than that on Yontif. We are commanded to have a menucha. Menucha is not just a shvisa. Shvisa is a cessation. Menucha is a positive state of, of, uh, Relaxation, not dafka physical, but shalva, shalvas hanefesh. Low, and therefore says the Ramban, you shouldn't be involved in all day. I can measure grain, fill up my barrels with wine, schlep things around. I can spend my whole day involved in a lot of tircha. I could clean out my garage. I could do a lot of things on Shabbos without violating anything without violating any sifkaton of the Shulchan Aruch and of the Mishnah Bura. And yet, says the Ramban, you violated Shabbason. Shabbason means create a day of menucha. Create a day that is different than the rest of the week. Create a day that is what we might call Shabbistic. Sometimes when we say to our children or to others, it's not Shabbistic, oh, so it's mutter, but it's just not something that you want me to do? Right? No. Says the Ramban, Shabbistic is a dindaraisa. Creating an ambiance, creating a, a feeling, an avira, an environment. There are a lot of things included in this that are not, per se, isurim. And, you know, a lot of sometimes it depends on, on context, it depends on neighborhood. There are certain things that are appropriate here, not appropriate there. Certain things that are okay for certain ages and not for other ages. In public, private, right, this includes a lot. And again, one has to ask their local posek and, and uh, halachic advisor, 
what is included and what's not included. But again, this is something, this Ramban is, uh, is a very important Ramban for every Shabbos and every, and every Yantif. Okay, let's move over to Yom Kippur to have one little thought on Yom Kippur and then to end with something about Sukkot. Yom Kippur, as we know, is called Yom Kippurim. Yom Kippurim and also Let's read the Lashon. Yom HaKippurim Hum Mikra Kodesh Yelachem V'inisa B'znafsho Seichem. So Yom HaKippurim Hu, many have speak about the double Lashon of Kippurim. What's the double atonement? Not Yom Kippur, as we call it. Yom Kippurim, it's a double Kapara. Okay, what's the double? Question one. And question two, V'inisa B'znafsho Seichem, you shall afflict your souls. Isn't it interesting? When we would think of Yom Kippur, what's being afflicted? Our bodies are being afflicted. You know, we don't eat. We physically are uncomfortable. Is that how you would describe nafsho sechem? Maybe. Maybe that's all it means. Maybe nafsho sechem means bodies. But maybe there's something deeper. Two thoughts from the Ksava Kabbalah of Mecklenburg. Says the Ksava Kabbalah in Source 10. First of all, what is Kippurim? Kippurim means plural atonements. Says the Ksava Kabbalah. It's just a one-liner. Says the Ksava Kabbalah. Whatever you put into Yom Kippur, that's what you get out of Yom Kippur. However much shuva we do, that's as much cleanliness and cleansing we go through and experience. Kippurim, it's plural. Whatever you do. Kippurim Lashen Rabim, line 11. Lefishi Ish Madrego Shono, Zumi Zubin Yonat Shuva. Many different levels. If somebody uh, does shuva out of fear, it's not totally... Uh, a race of Yishar Baroshimad still marked a little. Zdonos Nasus Kishkagos, but Shav Meava, right? It becomes mitzvos. Different levels. That's number one, Kippurim. And what about Vinisa Bezav Shosechem? Says the Ksava Kabbalah, we have to have a double Inui. Nafshosechem, it doesn't even say Nafshechem. It says Nafshosechem, also trying to be a double. What's the double? The Guf and the Neshama. The body and the soul have to be afflicted. What do you mean afflicted? How do you afflict your soul? There's certain natural taivas, natural activities that we're involved in regarding the body, eating, drinking. So we're ma'ana ourselves. What are we involved in in our souls? Right? Our spirituality. Lashon Hara, Rechilus, other things, other thoughts that we have the whole year. V'inisim hazashoseichem cleanse, empty your nefesh. Empty your body, empty your nefesh. Just have room for Hashem. Says the Ksavah um, Kabbalah. And you know what? That might be even more important than the emptying of the eating and the drinking. Not in terms of halacha generally. You have to, you have to fast. But he says, Kolel inu yagufa nefesh, line 16. It's both. Inu yagufa ravom, inu nefesh b'yakmashavos ros. Right? The guf in hunger and the nefesh from thoughts. Kihem kashim al nefesh asichlas yosem and avera atzma. Like the Gemara says in one place. Here are avera kashim avera. Vim yana adam es gufo betzoma v'tainis. If somebody fasts perfectly, v'lo yana nafsho, but he spends his day thinking about bad things, hu chote v'en los chus meos v'tainis. You don't have that. And he says, I'll prove it to you. We're mekel b'inui haguf b'chol ha-shish sakana. When it comes to a chol ha-shish sakana, well, we say eat. But again, a well-known Gemara. What about if somebody has a nefesh problem? Not a nefesh problem like a mental illness. But if somebody has a deeper type of nefesh problem and they need to sin in order to stay alive, 
Remember the Gemara? Man says about a woman, I just need to see her. I just need to talk to her. I just need to see her. All the different examples given. I just have to see that woman. I'm gonna, I'm gonna die if I don't see that woman in a certain way. The Gemara says you can't. You can't. That's, that might be Gili Arias. But it, either it's an example of an Inu Nefesh. Not an Inu Haguf. So even in a certain sense, we're more Chamur. But either way, for our purposes, Yom Kippur is about Vinisa Bazach Shosechem. The double Inui. We have to try to make ourselves, and again, it connects to the first part. We have to do as much as we can in terms of the Inui Aguf and the Inui Anafesh. The more that we could do, we could be Zoha to a greater Kippur, Yom Kippurim. The more that we could do. Okay, finally, let's end off with a thought. I'm just going to do part of it. I gave you almost the whole thing. There's a beautiful set of Svarim on Nevi'im Rishonim and some other um, books in Tanakh, the Mishpisozav, a contemporary um, a Likut of many different uh, ideas on Navi. So on Sefer Malachim, he has the following idea, part of it. Let's go to Sukkis, in the Psukim. There are many different questions and irregularities in the section about Sukkis in Parshas Emor. Let's just point out a few of them. I'm not going to do all of them. This is the Modei Hashem. And then, restart. We just spoke about Sukkot. What's the repeat? Question one. You said it already. We've discussed that question in the past. Question two, why in the first version of Sukkot it says Chodesh Hashvi'i Hazeh? B'chamisha Asar Yom HaChodesh Hashvi'i Hazeh do Sukkot. When it's repeated, Ach B'chamisha Asar Yom HaChodesh Hashvi'i T'chog Waschal Hashem Shavas Yamim. Number one, why is Sukkot repeated? Number two, why does it have Zeh the second time? Then we have the Mitzvah of Dalad Minim. And then we have Pasach Mem Aleph. Just in case we didn't get it earlier, that it already said a, a seven-day holiday a few times, it repeats it a third to another time. In the seventh month. Third time. Why here, though, does it only mention the seventh month and not the 15th day of the seventh month? That it already said twice. It already said, Then it said, And a third time, as if to emphasize, we know already when it is. What are you repeating it for? So it goes from Chodesh Hashvi Hazeh, the 15th of Chodesh Hashvi Hazeh, then it goes to 15th of Chodesh Hashvi, and then it just says Chodesh Hashvi. Among other questions, which we're not going to get into now, says the, quoting the Mishmah Zazav, it quotes from the Sefer, Niflaos Mitaras Hashem Yisbarach. The name of the Sefer. He quotes here, there are many rayas that the Torah was written by a divine author. There are many rayas. And we've discussed in the past. The Chassam Sofer says Parshas Balak is one of the rayas that had a divine author. How else do we know what happened with Bilam and Balak? But says the Niflos Mitaras Hashem Yisbarach. There's an entire story, as we know, a tragic story in Sefer Malachim Aleph, where Shlomo HaMelech right, loses the kingship not during his lifetime, but during the sun, Rachavam, and Achiyah Shiloni goes over to Yeravam ben Avat, one of the f- people who the Mishnah says in Sanhedrin lost his Olam Haba, Yeravam ben Avat, 
and he says, you're going to be the king. Things could have worked out differently. What does Yeravam do? He's jealous. He's scared that people are going to go to back to uh, Yehuda. So what does he do? He sets up an alternate Mikdash up north. And what does he do? He sets up an alternate holiday. When's the holiday? What do the Pesukim say? It's in the bold print in source 11. The 15th day of the 8th month. He makes up a new circus. He doesn't want to totally say something new because he knows nobody's going to come. But the 15th day, not 15th day, Nisan 15th. So 15th, he can get people to come. And he doesn't want to compete maybe because it'd be too hard. He'll start with a new holiday a month later. The 15th day of the 8th month. So if you look in the Pesukim, and there are many other Rayas, we're not going to go through all of them now. Hints, you know what Hashem is alluding to in Pasha's Emar? He's alluding to Yeravam. Yeravam, don't think about it. Don't try it. So first you have the section referring to this, this, this year. Then you have forevermore. Do it on the 15th and the, seventh, and the seventh month. And then to emphasize, hey, do it in the seventh month. I told you. Why don't you repeat the 15th? No, because we're talking about the 15th he's not going to argue on. What kind of prophet, what kind of human would know that in the future there'll be someone who will make up a new holiday but won't switch the day, but will only switch the month? And that's why the emphasis has to be, you know, seventh month, remember, with many other eyes, where the word Lodar Rosechem is. But again, he goes through it here in source 11, source 12, a lot of different diukim, but again... The Torah is of divine authorship. It's one of the Animamins, right? It's one of the people who don't have Olam Haba, Omer Torah, Lav, and Hashamayim. Again, we don't need the Rayas, but it's always nice to uh, uh, appreciate every little word, every little letter, every little nuance in the Torah. And Baruch Hashem, uh, we see some of the nuances here in the end of Parshas Emar. Okay, we'll have to stop here, but Hashem will continue next week.